Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode contains explicit language that is not very good for tiny ears. So if you're with your kids, put your headphones on. Take it away, Mom and Dad. It's time for the show. Let's go. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Sex. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, guys? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Thank you so much. This is Anatomy of Sex free Patreon episode. If you are a Patreon member, you get four of these every single week. You also have exclusive access to us to ask anything you want about anything sex-related you want. Trust me, anything at all. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash anatomy of us if you like what you hell. If you like what you hell. Um, Okay, our topic that we're going to talk about today is what does no sex mean? What does no sex in a marriage mean? Mm. Okay, so we're going to talk about that in a minute. But before we do that, good topic. totally unsolicited. I just thought of it when you said it. Y'all, if you haven't checked out Commercial Time, Marriage Be Hard by Kevin and Melissa Fredericks, 12 conversations to keep you laughing, loving, and learning with your partner, check this mofo out. It Kevin is Melissa. so good. I we got we were sent a copy because uh, we're awesome. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, because Kevin and Melissa are amazing. Uh, they sent us a copy. Uh, so I, we already have the physical book, but y'all, I needed to have their audio version. So I pre-ordered oh, the audio book, got it the other day, and it is so legitimately good. Like I knew they were going to be good audiobook readers because sometimes authors are not great at reading their yeah, own books. Yeah, but they're they're doing it, and it's like a it's podcast. It's so funny. It's like the love hour on love on. Hour. It's it's like the love hour plus a book, which is going to get you good information right. and a comedy special. And especially if you grew up uh, churchy or in a Christian setting, this book is for you. And it reminded the reason that I was saying it was because um, we talk, we're, this is anatomy of sex. And oftentimes there's just zero education, especially in the church spaces. And these two make it flipping hilarious. Go get it. Get uh, Marriage Be Hard. You can get it everywhere. You can get it at Target, y'all. They're good so people. Go good people. get it. All right, back to the show. So, again, this is free. Go to patreon.com forward slash anatomy. No, patreon.com forward slash us to get more of this. So, anatomy of us. Sorry, us. Talking <laughs> I don't know about, why you're, okay, whatever. Talking about sex. Um, so, I wanted to do a topic uh, covering the conversation of what does no sex mean mm. in a marriage, right? And basically, I want to look at, it's almost like that conversation we had last week about the divine order of love, like things have to be put in order to make sense, to be healthy, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. This is like, I'm I'm imagining if you're like that analogy we use of your marriage being a car, right? So I use a a sweet, sweet Astrovan. So let's say you have a sweet, sweet Astrovan. And let's say it has like graphics on the side that say Anatomy of Us, Mm. designed by Public Arco. Let's say that's the car you have. Whoa, this is really specific. Um, But let's say something's wrong. There's a thing wrong with it. It's making this crazy noise or the engine is smoking or it keeps backfiring in the same part of your driveway. Like, let's say something is wrong. What would you do? You would diagnose the problem. How? What if you weren't a mechanic? 
You weren't a mechanic. You would go to a mechanic, a licensed <laughs> a licensed mechanic, and you would uh, diagnose the problem. So there's a lot in that. You're like, oh shit. There's or they a, would help you diagnose. There's a problem. problem. I don't have the skills or the know-how. Let me go out and ask somebody for help, mm-hmm. i.e., a therapist, right? And you would see what you had to do to get it fixed, right? right? You'd pay money, you'd invest it because your car gets you places that you need to go, just like a good marriage can take you to places where oh, you want to go. Excellent. Right? Excellently said. I like that. Um, a well, good marriage does take you to places you want happen. to go. And a bad marriage takes you to places you don't want to go. Mm-hmm. Same with a good car, hashtag Astrovan, and a bad car, hashtag Toyota Tacoma. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> your car only lasts, you know, 500,000 miles. Uh, but this is true. That was not what I was expecting you to say, but that was exactly a good thing to say. You so, hang around with me long enough, you will get tidbits. <laughs> oh, good. I was, I needed some tidbits. <laughs> I was waiting. Uh, but what I was going to say is that you you begin to diagnose what the problem is. Why is your engine making the sound? Why is your marriage stalling right here? Mm-hmm. Right. So let's explore what couples who are not having sex what it could mean. Mm. Like there's a bajillion zillion things it could mean. But typically, I think people want to trick themselves into meaning that it, it thinking that no sex means something that it actually doesn't. Does that make sense? Like so we you, lie to ourselves about what it means. So no sex means like I'm just not. I just don't want to have sex with him because he doesn't do enough foreplay, or he mm-hmm. doesn't attune to me enough, or he doesn't whatever. And I don't actually think that those are the truths. Sometimes. Okay. That makes so sense? yeah, and there's about a bocrillion reasons people don't have sex. Some of those... A zingaladillion reasons. A zingaladillion reasons. Uh, some of that is biological. Yes. Right? So we want to take into account uh, trauma history and mm-hmm. the need for healing, right? And then, right. of course, what is it? Um, I mean, ED, erectile dysfunction, mm-hmm. uh, vaginismus. Vaginismus. Dry stuff. Oh. Right? Okay. That's the thing. So there's all kinds of... There's a zillion medical... Uh, Dysmenorrhea? No, that's painful menstruation. Dysmenorrhea. Uh, I'm done with dysmenorrhea, right? Anyway, there's a bunch of different things. But what you're saying is people trick themselves to because because they're uncomfortable with it and they don't want to face the truth kind of thing? Well, it'll, what be, you, like, what it'll be like, well, we're not having sex because, well, he just doesn't, he's not nice enough to me. Hmm. Which, I mean, yeah, I get it if your husband's an a-hole, but that's a symptom of something deeper, right? So the the not having sex is not the actual problem. It's like Dr. Corey Allen says, how you do sex is how you do life. Yes, yes. So sex is like a, I'm trying to think of the word. Sex is like the, the when you go to the doctor's office and you show like, I have this rash. The rash isn't the problem. That's the, that's the, that's the, the symptom, sim- right. right? The rash is not the problem that you have. It's the thing giving you the rash. It's the peanut allergy that you have. Mm-hmm. But if you just go and say, I need some ointment for this, but you don't ever stop eating peanuts and this rash just keeps coming up again, mm-hmm. right? It's that that I'm trying to So this unearth. is where <clears throat> I get uh, not messed up, but I, I, I overthink stuff. So this is my pure like... Nard? Psy- psychiatry. No, not pure nard. Pure nards. <laughs> What is that? What's a jar of nards? You know what a nard is? A ball. I'm aware. I think you made up the word nard. No, I did not make up the oh, word well, nard. Anyway. It's in the Bible. Pure nards. <laughs> it's not plural. It's not nards. It's nard. I'll Google it it's while you talk. jar of nard. Anyway, what was I saying? <laughs> no, don't Google stuff. That, it, I mean, it, Google it jar of nard. It gets me sideways. Okay. So 
this is where like my psychology psychiatrist kind of psychotherapist brain purely comes in and part of me thinks that every single problem has a deep underlying psychological freudian jungian meaning behind it and if we could get to that then we would get to it and especially in my work and study of family or family of origin stuff when i first started learning about it i don't know like 15 years ago i was like oh that is why he does that because his dad did and his dad and his dad on and on so i'm just like fascinated with that because it's a whole mm-hmm. Like, you like dinosaurs, right? Oh, yeah. No, no, you don't like dinosaurs. You like fossils. Oh, yeah. You like archaeology mm-hmm. stuff. So I have always looked at psychotherapy and family, the study of family of origin as a deep, like, um, excursion or uh, what, what do you call it? Expedition. Adventure. Adventure into that thing that you just did. Indiana Jones. Has 1,800 meanings behind it. The Lost City. Some of them are covert, some of them are very overt, and some of them you may not be able to handle to like fix them. Others are just easy, like, oh, you know, your, your mom treated you that way, you don't want to treat your daughter that way, so just cut that shit out, right? right. Um, kind of thing, and I am super fascinated about that. And I've had a zillion clients, and in our own work, what? It's just no, it, sorry, a zillion clients, it's funny, we say things like that, a bocrillion, a trillion, a zillion, I don't think Bocrillion is a number, actually. I think I said it earlier. Anyway, you've had a zillion clients. with It's just a one with a bunch of Bs, a Bocrillion. Okay, uh, you've had a zillion okay. clients. I've had a zillion clients, where was I going with that, who like can tiptoe around that, and then when they come to therapy or even coaching, it's like, oh, I think this is what's going on. Sometimes, mm-hmm. I mean, clients that do well, Mm-hmm. In fact, that book that we're reading right now, uh, M. Scott Peck, the road, the, less traveled. the road Less Traveled, he talks about this thing. It's like when people get real and go, oh, that is like the crux of why I've been having a hard time with this or this. Mm-hmm. Or on the opposite of that, it's like, oh, that's why I'm so good at that thing. Mm-hmm. Because I discovered something. It was like, nope, not living that way. I'm going completely this way. And it's been better, right? Mm-hmm. So I find it very deeply fascinating, that whole study and like discovery of going deeper. So when you say like the reasons and the lies and the manipulations that we do algorithmically just Mm -hmm. in our subconscious Mm -hmm. to not face something is a whole lifetime of work. And in our experience, personally, individually, marriage-wise, personally, and with clients, the clients who have the most success, we've had the most success by being willing to jump into this shit and go, okay, I'm not taking any of this for face value. I'm digging in, digging in, having a growth mindset all around it. So sex is important. I'm tying this back around. You said, so what's the title of the show? What no sex really means. What no sex really means is, I don't know. I mean, it can mean a, a million different things, yeah. like, like from, from biological to like a deep psychological wounds right. and trauma or to like, like my I, partner's just really bad at it and my, we need to work or, yeah, on Yeah, my positions. partner's really bad at it. Or, or like they or orgasm in two seconds and I'm or, sitting there. Or we don't talk about it. And mm-hmm. it's something like, I know that you and I in our own sex lives have been like, okay, yeah, uh, we can do it, but I'd just rather sleep, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's easier than having sex, right? So how you do anything is how you do everything. Your sex life is your real life. And so what do we look at in other arenas of like, uh, just forget it. Don't do it. 
if there are things, mm-hmm. then that's, see, it's all connected here, right? So, and I've had couples that like in, in therapy when I was in private practice that literally haven't, they didn't have sex for 10 years, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And there's this thing called bed death and all this stuff, mm-hmm. which is so hard to undo. Right. And, and which we should talk more of. about that. Maybe mm-hmm. that should be the name of this episode. Tom Bill, you or... talks about it. Um, but I think that that is so like going back to this idea of like the divine order of things, like it is not sustainable. You cannot be in a marriage where you're saying, yep, we're monogamous. We're devoted to one another. We want to like thrive and be healthy and happy, but take out a super key component Mm -hmm. of it, sex, and think that it's going to work. Like all the other elements will sort of fall apart. And I remember believing like a while ago that, and because so many women are like, sex, meh, take it or leave it, don't care. A while ago, right. like how long? Like like recent months. Being like, why are some people so obsessed with sex? Like why, what did I just say? Did I say that right? Why, why are, are so- some people so obsessed with sex? Mm-hmm. And that it's like make or break. Because I remember being like, that just seems so weird. Like, why would they be that way? And then especially for men. Now, not only men, this happens, this applies to women as well. But like when you start to make this connection of like, for especially typically for men, sex is the only time they touch a person, right? Like women hug, women laugh, women touch babies all day. Men don't touch anyone. And sex is like the time that they can touch their partner, right? That's a very deep biological need. I I believe that men should be in more groups where they touch and they hug and they laugh. Like actually, one of my favorite pictures is from the Men's Mastermind. It's... um. You and Dustin and Topper, mm-hmm. and he's leaning. Topper's leaning on Dustin's shoulder. Is that that picture? Oh, or is no, that Paul? No, that's that's Paul Topper and um. Is Justin. it Dustin? Oh, they're smoking Justin. cigars. Sorry, I always get Justin and Dustin. The D and the J, I can't. I just can't even do it. DJ. Yes, they're smoking cigars, mm-hmm. and Topper is leaning on Justin's shoulder. Right. And I'm like, that's the. They these are adult men, right? That's about the cutest picture I've ever seen in my life because to me, I'm like, oh, that is health. That is health right there. So, again, how this all ties into... Oh, you mean uh, badasshusbandmastermind.com? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Where you go white health? water rafting and smoke cigars and then do this cute pose on each other's Wives, shoulder. get your husbands in there. Badasshusband.com. Go ahead. Thank you very much. <laughs> but anyway. uh, really, I truly think that... I don't know. There's just so much to say about when couples are not having sex. So I wanted to really talk about it, really introduce like different thoughts, uh, different ideas, different reasonings. Again, this is like going to the doctor and saying, I have a rash. Just give me something for the rash. Like, Mm -hmm. no, you've got a problem somewhere else. You could be alert. You could have like heavy metal toxins or, you know, a banana allergy. I don't think anyone's allergic to bananas. But um, so let's talk about some of the reasons that people don't have sex. So I will, let's start, let's go biopsychosocial spiritual. Right. So bio body, right? Good idea. Um, so, you know, trauma is something that falls into the huge, the bio cat, the body category. Mm-hmm. If you've read Gabor Mate, Gabor Latte. No, the body keeps the score. Is that him? Bessel van der Besser Kolk. Vandal Kolk. 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 Besser Vandal Kolk. Uh, the body keeps the sport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spore. Want me to talk instead? <laughs> the body keeps the score. I got this. You take a break. <laughs> um, the, you know, trauma, obviously. Trauma doesn't like to be touched. That right. was one of the most powerful things I remember hearing from whatever book. Um, so there are 
things like that, like body healing that needs to be mm-hmm. done. If you have trauma, that might trauma be a reason. Or injury. Oh, right? yeah, for An sure. Injury. I mean, that can go all the way from a uh, traumatic brain injury mm-hmm. to... Uh, like surgery. I know that like when... Mm. I, I mean, I had a miscarriage. I got uh, infection in my uterus. I, mm-hmm. I mean, it was horrendous. Literally was dying. Went to the hospital for days. That makes you not want to have a pee in the V. No peas in this V. No peas in this V. No parking this vehicle. <laughs> I don't know um, if that makes sense. Uh, so, okay, bio, right? Um, which biology informs your emotionality. That's why uh, depression is, it mm. starts out as an emotional thing, then manifests itself into like your physical being. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, now you're, you're underweight, you're overweight, you... <laughs> All kinds of things like that that coincide. It, this is all we call them comorbid, right? And they are all connected, biopsychosocial, mm-hmm. spiritual. But we're just breaking down. So, okay, bio could be trauma, could be true physical things. Like I broke my leg, I'm in a body cast around my hips, right. can't have sex with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's the simplest mm-hmm. form, right? So all the stuff around biology, uh, ED, like we said, um, uh, vaginismus, mm-hmm. nismus. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, and then by right? Psycho, which hold on, hold on. I want to say one more about the bio. Yeah, just really quick. It totally made me think of this random thing. So, wow, this is gonna get real, real, real fast. Uh, Someone was telling me a while ago, it was probably a couple years ago, that they had gotten their nipples pierced, Hmm. and that when their partner now touched their nipple, it like hurt. Hmm. And I was like, oh, never, like never consider that. I don't have my nipples pierced. But like, also think of things like traumas like that. Like if you've gotten part of your genitalia pierced, which loads and loads of people have that, they, that could have caused a trauma that like you may have screwed something up, right? And that could cause pain. And we, people are pain averse. Like humans are pain averse critters. We don't want to, like our body has, it's literally insane when you think about it. Like you touch a hot stove, you pull your hand away before your brain has the time to think because you have like a brain in your hand that goes, get away from that stove like you actually have you know you know i'm talking about yeah i can't remember what they're called but we'll call it handbrain for now but like your your body has sensors all over it that act before your brain even gets the signal so Mm -hmm. that's like touching a hot stove uh catching something if it drops your brain hasn't had time to think about that your body is the one doing the work there and so uh because we're pain averse we tend to pull away and tighten up to right. avoid pain. It's like tattoos. When we get like four hour long sessions, when you hear the of the thing before they even poke you, yeah, you after <gasps> the second hour, you're like, oh gosh. Listen to this. Uh, in our group, one of the women got her very first tattoo. Guess how many hours she sat? Eight. Seven uh, wow. for her very first tattoo. That's a. It's Cassie. She got a tattoo of tattoos of Alice. It's pretty. That's bad. a marathon. Yeah, it's it's baller. A that's big, a marathon that's a for bold a pro move. tattoo person. Right, and I know. I'm a pro. Oh. Um, so, okay, let's go to psycho, which is psycho. psychology. Which mind. is the prevalent reason that people don't have or have really bad sex, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because remember, if you have a trauma, then you're going to think some certain way about it, and you're going to get in your head, you're going to get in your mind, and all this stuff. If there have, again, trauma, if there have been bad experiences mm-hmm. with former partners, things like that, then you're going to be somewhat sex averse. If you're going to uh, think, also think about family of origin stuff. And I'm thinking of you to a degree in this, like you've said 
um, like sometimes you think like just guys are gross or whatnot, like for being a sexual being, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's something, that's like something a, I was like taught in my home. So right. That's something so, I just, so that's, I mean, not dissing on you. I'm just saying that's family of origin, mm -hmm. right? Um, uh, what else? Did uh, you mention like, like not, not just like former trauma from former relationships. Is that the only one that you said? Former relationships or current relationships, of course. Well, yeah, sorry. I was meaning like actual abuse. Like abuse is a huge part of that too. I don't well, know. That would be, that would be under trauma. In my oh, okay, I just wasn't my, sure if that was very clear to people, but I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> psychological. Uh, maybe you think that you're ugly and you don't deserve love or mm -hmm. you don't deserve connection and or pleasure. So there's upper limiting beliefs that you have around sex and intimacy and intercourse and pleasure. Are right. you worth it? Are you a fat piece of shit? You know, are you a slob? Do you have mm -hmm. body body image, body dysmorphia, all kinds? I mean, geez, in the DSM, there's all kinds of categories that have to do with like physicality of your own body mm -hmm. and then of course you bring in sexuality in that it's a whole it's a whole thing um so that would be the the psychological aspect mm -hmm. again which i say is in my experience would be the most prevalent what are your beliefs about sex and sexuality and orgasm and pleasure and connection and like right what is your attachment uh, style yeah, you know are you avoidant are you secure are you insecure are you uh anxious mm -hmm. what is it all of this is psychological also um church stuff what you i was going to go that. on that oh with, spiritual um, uh spiritual yeah oh i think of it as totally different we can we can touch again, on it again biopsychosocial yeah. spiritual is not a linear scale oh, it's for sure. all it's like around a figure eight all the time so every single one will impact every single one depending on how and you are only as healthy as your you know least healthy least healthy part which is literally that's like the divine order of love concept right in my mind i think of it like dominoes because it's linear and in, in one sense it's linear but that like like a plant has to grow in an order, right? And right. if one part of it, if you got, oh, you've got really great soil, you've got really great, like there's rain and there's this, and there's that, but guess what? There's no sun. It doesn't matter. It doesn't like, and that's the least healthy part of that. You ain't growing. Thing. You ain't growing. You live in Washington. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Right, so biopsychosocial. Ooh, social. Okay, what has Ooh. culture taught you about sex and sexuality? Right, most of us see the first time that we have experience with like P to V or anything is through what? Porn. Porn. Right. So you're like, oh, that's it. And of course, what is the average age of exposure? I think it's some ungodly nine number, like eight or, or nine something. or something like that. Right. So it's like, oh, okay, you are very impressionable at that young of an age. So you're like, oh, I see these people doing this. Well, first of all, when you're that young, you're 
not really sure what to make of it, right? You're like, uh, actually, what, you know what? what? Is that? May I just comment on that for a second? Lit. Sure. Um, I heard someone t- say this once, and it might have been Dr. Tina. I can't remember, but they were talking about this idea that when kids are exposed to porn like super early, when their brain doesn't have a category for it, it is like damaging. It's so right. it doesn't make any sense. It's like I, I don't know. I, I thought that was just such a that is not within the natural order of things. Oh, if that's you a think great about way it to that say way, it. Yeah. Right. Because, okay, like if you think of like uh, uh, maturity and, and maturation, um, physically, emotional, spiritually, all this stuff, it's like, oh, wait a minute. I'm just looking to get my basic needs met. Now mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Maslow's hierarchy right. needs. And then you interject. I mean, it could be anything. It could be war. It could be a Death. kidnapping. It yeah. could be like a divorce. Violence. It could be violence. It could be witnessing mm-hmm. a traumatic event or yeah. porn. You're like, Wait a minute. Where do I put that? Yeah. I just wanted to play with my dolls over here. Right. What? What's right? What's it's going same on? Same thing with like abuse, play. right? It's a, right. It's mm-hmm. not in the divine order of things, right? right. And it messes us up. Mm-hmm. Like that's really the best way to look at it is that it's it just screws you up, and so it's important to have that in our list of stuff that we're talking about. Right. Um, uh, so biopsychosocial. That's the social piece, and we're just not talking about porn, but we're talking about like okay, conversations that you are having with your friends. At certain in, mm-hmm. uh, increments of age, what are your parents teaching you about it? What are you learning in school? Right. What are or you even, not learning yeah, in school? Things like misinformation from peers or older kids or younger kids. You know what I mean? Like, I remember like thinking of things of like, uh, you, you're, I'm the youngest, so my siblings all had older friends, right? Mm-hmm. So you're hearing stuff that you wouldn't normally hear if you were the oldest kid. And I don't have any memories of this in my family. Kind but of like, like our kids when our friends come over. And they just you, want to hang out with you us. You mean your friends come over like Matt and just talks about weird. <laughs> That's funny. But uh, thinking of like hearing misinformation, things like you can get pregnant from kissing, right? If you're mm-hmm. 13 and you hear that and you're a girl and you think, oh my God, I will never kiss anyone. I will get pregnant. And some people, I mean, literally one of my best friends has taught her children. She's taught her children all these things over the years and it's like they don't hear some of the things that we teach them and Mm -hmm. they believed something like that that if i kiss i'll get pregnant she's like i have birds and bees books i have body books i have all of this stuff and you still think you know so there are things like that that you know even though that's a social thing it affects how you think about sex and then it affects what your body does around sex Mm -hmm. so biopsychosocial spiritual okay and again these all tie back in together so Mm -hmm. the spiritual component can affect the cultural, the the uh, social component, <laughs> which affects the biological opponent, which can affect the psychological component, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, we were talking about Kevin Melissa earlier, right? Marriage Be Hard book. Go get it. Marriage Be Hard. It's a great book. Uh, talking about when we were on their show down in LA, mm-hmm. like she said that what she learned about sex, and this was her like aunties and you know, not. No, uncles. it was the lady, and it was the, the, the church. It was church ladies, right? But it's the it's got a name. First, the first lady of the church, right? Told, lay down and play nice. Lay down and be nice. I think. Yeah, and um, I was like, that's terrible. And she's like, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I know. So, what did you learn about sex and sexuality in the it, church? Right, and think about that. Now, I, I want to take spirituality to sort of a, a secondary. Not secondary. I want to expand that idea. but Cosmic. Cosmic, you're right. But that idea of lay down and be nice, that is uh, subtly telling you you're not a participant in sex, right? So that is another reason um, when we are taught that men are supposed to be the 
um, initiators, that men are the ones who want sex, women aren't the ones who want sex. Oftentimes, if you're a woman who wants sex, you will feel like you're messed up because the structure mm -hmm. of society, what's allowed to be said is that, no, it's this way, it's not that way. So then if you show up for sex that way, ew, gross, you're a person. How weird would it be if, like, guys were told that? It's like, oh, I got I to gotta, <laughs> gotta lay down on my back, get a boner, and just, like, let her ride you until she's done. I'm Wouldn't that be so weird? No, I, I'm saying that that would be the opposite of like what women have been told. So, yeah. so guys, think about that. That would be like, even if you didn't want to, that would not be fun. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be fun. Um, let's see. Biopsychosocial, spiritual. Spiritual. So, spiritual, right. I'm trying to think of, I think a lot of, there is a lot to be said for the damage and misinformation and like, oh man, what would the word be? Uh, miseducation. Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Uh, the miseducation of like, we're intentionally keeping you from knowing that sex is okay. There's mm -hmm. a lot to be said for how that impacts marriages. Even if you are fully an adult and you've been married for 20 years, people literally like in our women's group coaching calls and in our client calls and stuff will be like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that because I was told this thing in my childhood and I got in trouble for it or maybe I got you know, expelled from this because I kissed a boy at this whatever, like it screws with your brain. Your brain stores that somewhere and then it stores it in your body and says, don't do that. Like mm -hmm. stay away from that thing. So there's a lot to be said for how religious, I, I'm not going to say all of its trauma, that's silly, but the input that religion can have and sort of uh, not even just religion, but like moralistic stuff, has mm -hmm. a level of that that can just screw with you. Mm -hmm. um, so again, we're talking about what no really means in in the bedroom and all no of that. Sex. What no sex really means, sorry. Um, and kind of dissecting and adding in, helping people kind of add lines to the coloring book of their, themselves. Like, why is it that I don't want sex? Why is it that my husband doesn't want sex? Or why is it that my wife doesn't want sex? Like, so many people just go to high desire, low desire. It's the lowest hanging fruit. They go, oh, well, it's just this and that. Sometimes that's completely wrong. And thinking that it's just high desire, low desire, and then playing off of that model, that's like thinking that my car doesn't run because it doesn't have gas. Well, hey, there's other things that need to be in that car. Oil being one of them. Mm -hmm. Like coolant. Thing. Lighter fluid. What's the... Um, Hopefully not. Coolant. Starter fluid. Starter fluid. Um you don't need that. And, I don't know right. anything. Uh, right. But I know uh, cars need liquids. <laughs> yes, they need a liquid. Or, orange juice, plenty of water. Orange juice. Yeah, I don't um, know. Okay, you so, so you're hmm, talking about no sex. What if one partner is just, I don't like it. I don't want it. Ugh that there's probably something there that needs to be healed. Again, in the divine order of things, we are wired to have sex as beings. So, and so, well, hold on. So if that same partner looked at 55 other men or women or whatever their preferred sexy partner is and was like, yeah, looked at all of these different folk, still don't want it. That might be a different story, but I have a feeling it's, a, it's an energetic thing. It's a healing thing. So are you saying that's... 
a lack uh, of sexual desire, super low desire can be fixed and like talked into if the person not does talked some work into in the what? healing. We're not, this is, we're not Neanderthals. No, not here. talked into, but invited into a different way of being. Yes. So here, let me use it. I'm going to use a really weird example. Oh no, this is a perfect example. What's that movie called? The Lost City of D. One of my ultimate faves. Talking about sex. In the film world. And she, you know, she's a, like a author. She's sad. She, I don't want to give it all away. Mm-hmm. But, you know, her experience from the city, like the actual city, city, like New York City or Los Angeles, right? She's got one experience of life there. Mm-hmm. It's cold. It's shut off. It's rigid. It's Boring. like, it's like uh, the frigid woman vibe. Mm. Then she goes to wherever they end up. The Lost City of D. But remember the scene where they're dancing? Yep. Is that the same woman? No. But it's the same guy. She was with that same guy the whole time. She had an awakening. Why? A lot of stuff. They shook everything up. They changed everything. Now, Mm -hmm. do you think, if you haven't seen it, go see it. If you think, or do you think, that that same interaction could have happened if they never left LA or wherever they were? Yeah, if they no, I do. If they accidentally, had, sorry. Oh, just like because they weren't planning on this happening. They spontaneous, no. Yeah, they had to. They got set into this adventure, right? That's the whole right. premise of the movie. They're on this adventure, and he is saving her. Mm-hmm. That's the whole premise. So they're showing up for one another insanely differently than they did in L.A. Right. And her viewpoint of him in L.A. or wherever they were was that he's dumb. He can't do anything. He needs people to do things for him. Like, he's so stupid. Mm-hmm. He's just, you know, muscles and no brains. And then they get to the jungle, and she slowly has to rely on him, and he has to, you know, all these different I things. Think it's he, not just he one kind way. of found his strength, right, yeah, too, right? I say. So, yes, environmental. There, uh, there's this case study that I remember. I think I quoted it probably four years ago on the show. That's, Thanks, I'm glad. Thanks for letting us know you quoted it four years ago on the show. It just sounded funny. If we have a long-time listener, it'll be a repeat story. <laughs> okay. So I thought it was funny. I quoted this uh, eight years ago, and here it is. I've been quoted. Saying. Anyway, it was a case study in a book. That's iced coffee, by the way. Yeah. There was a case study in a book about uh, a couple who hadn't had sex in a really long time, and they were in therapy, right? And they were trying all these interventions, all this stuff. And it just so happened that their friends from out of town... Came, I say outer space. <laughs> no, came into town and oh, and and this this couple was sleeping in separate beds, mm-hmm. right? Separate rooms, and it so happened that the couple's friends came into town mm-hmm. unannounced, but they're good friends. So yeah, yeah, come stay with us. And the couple was forced to sleep in the same bed again together. Uh-huh. Guess what they did? They had sex, and it was amazing. And they were like, "What happened? This was crazy." That was just a shift in environmental things. Mm-hmm. That's why people have sex when they go to hotel rooms. Right. Mostly, mm-hmm. right? Not all the time. Mostly because they're in a different environment. There's mm-hmm. no like kids. There's no shit around. There's no dirty dishes. Dog barf. It's a difference in environment is what you're saying. So where am I going with that? Why did I say that? It ties well, back to what in, you said. So you were asking like, how can the lower desire person be like coerced is kind of how you made it sound. Yeah, not coerced. Sex. Oh, so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a paradigm shift. It's a mind shift. And I think that we are going through that from the power couple planner that you made mm-hmm. by scheduling sex. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, oh man, we hadn't had sex in a while. Oh, you know, oh, we should. Well, you're not doing enough foreplay. Well, you... You know what I'm saying? It's not it's, how it used to be like that. It's yeah. not It's not that. It's like, oh, Monday, 
And, and we pre-plan this out. Mm-hmm. We get together on Sunday nights like we did last mm-hmm. night. Plan out the days. Which we, we now know we need to do a Sunday morning. We messed up yeah, and it Sunday needs to be morning. Sunday morning. We're tweaking it, people. <laughs> or, or refining it, rather. Uh, twerking it. No, not twerking. Twerking will happen later. And it's scheduled. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's on right? our connection, on our intimacy connection on Wednesday. Twerking sesh. Right. So the point of that is we are, some people think, oh, you're taking the spontaneity out of it. But no, not really. We're putting the planning into it. And then that helps facilitate spontaneity. Mm-hmm. Like it's on the calendar for tonight, right? I don't know if it's going to be rela- relaxation sex or crazy, whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. We're still having sex. You know what I'm saying? So... I have brain fog. I don't know what's going on. Um, T- trying to tie that back into. Um, well, okay. So, you, again, so that has shifted our paradigm and thinking around it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, we're both on the same page. We're being intentional around it. And you can do that. Hey, let's go to Orlando for the weekend. Let's go to Vegas for the weekend. Let's do this. Let's kids are at grandma's. Okay. What do you want to do? Let's do something freaking different. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where a lot of people get stuck is that again, they hear things like high desire, low desire. They hear things, they read Emily Nagoski's book. Okay. And her book is delightful. Come as you are by Emily Nagoski. It's great. But they hear these things and they just go, yeah, I bet it's just that. I bet it's just, I'm more like I'm a lower desire and he's higher desire. Or I bet it's that it's, he has spontaneous desire and I have responsive desire or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and they kind of just find a category that fits where they're at at the moment. And then they just kind of like plop into it and go, yeah, that's us. And they don't think of ways mm. or maybe deeper meaning. Um, a perfect yeah. example too is like, again, I use this uh, analogy a lot or this whatever imagery because I've had lots of um, abdominal issues like surgeries and I've had appendicitis, lots of weird stuff where it's like, you're going to die if someone touches you near your midsection. Well, what's near your midsection? Your V. The goods. (laughs) That's where all the goodies are. Um, And so it's really scary sometimes when you're post-surgery, even if you're like, oh, I'm in the mood for this or whatever. And, you know, you might accidentally turn wrong or I might even like sit wrong and it hurts inside. So there's all these different things that aren't just high desire, low desire. They're not just as simple as, well, you're spontaneous and I'm responsive. It's not that simple. It's more complicated than that. Mm -hmm. So let's ask, maybe let's ask some questions to help, help our listeners dive deeper into their own reasoning and not, not necessarily reasoning, but maybe what to connect some dots Hmm. for the listeners of what could potentially be the reason that they don't have sex in their marriage. Now, I'm just going to say a bunch of them. And I would like you to say a bunch of them too. Okay. Uh, one reason that people don't have sex in their marriage is they don't want to be married anymore. That's a reason. And it's a legitimate reason for loads of people. Um, you just dove into like the most major one. I know. I don't not dive, you know. So that's a reason that some people stop having sex. Is there a ghost opening the door? Don't know. Is it a wormhole? Now I'm afraid of everything. Blurry creatures. Hashtag blurry creatures. So anyway, our studio door is opening very, very slowly and it's creeping me out. So one reason that people don't have sex is that they don't want to be married anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, A second reason, a huge reason is that they don't actually trust their partner. Mm. Um, So even if it's like financial trust or trust in parenting or trust with like big life decisions, your body will shut down if it doesn't think that your spouse is a safe and 
vulnerable place to be where you'll actually be protected. Mm -hmm. That makes me go to, um, like we mentioned in the beginning, this idea that if you've had former trauma within your marriage, like if your partner has forced themselves on you, um, which this happens to people, right? Sometimes people think that, oh, this is playful or maybe one partner is like, oh, this is something I did in my previous relationship. I should do this here. If you have been, you know, like, I don't know, for lack of a better word, attacked in, in a sexual context with your partner, that will shut you down. You will not want to have sex. And it could be 20 years ago that that happened. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's a reason. Um, are there any other reasons that you can think about? I'll, I'll keep adding them, but I want you to. Uh, they stink. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like literally just bathing. Like Butt stank. Butt, butt stank. Bad breath. Mm-hmm. Unkempt. <laughs> Uh, another one too. And these, I, and these things are turns off, turn off. So yeah. uh, Emily Degoski talks about uh, accelerators and brakes, mm -hmm. turn offs and turn ons, right? Um, and talk about those. Talk about yeah. the, the turn offs, mm -hmm. you know, like. But talk about them in a way that's an invitation. Like instead of saying your butt smells like a swamp, maybe say, <laughs> hey, I love, it. I love it when you take a shower before we have sex. Like that just, I love that. Can you use the anti-swamp. So, anti uh, swamp butt. Yeah. Or like, okay, uh, hashtag real talk. I like it when you are smooth. If you want me to shave my legs every goddamn day, you better like get a maid. Do you know how long it takes to shave your legs? Do you have any idea? Now we're going to have a real So fight. I have to get a maid to shave your legs? That's weird. No, she's not shaving my legs. I'm shaving my legs. She's cleaning the house. <laughs> it it is like shaver. stupid. How long hey, it takes. So, okay. No, let, you hear me right I now. I hear you. Now I, hear I don't want to have sex with you. But it's on the calendar, so we're doing it. That's right. Um, it really is quite frustrating so, how, how much, like, beauty takes, like, your freaking life away from you. Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not, I haven't made sense of it yet. Um, and I think it's harder because I'm a redhead, so nothing is normal. Right. can't get Zapdos. <laughs> Zapdos? I can't get a laser hair removal. Zapdos base. Right. So um, I respect and I hear what you're saying. However, what you just did was take something that is a sexual turn-on and accelerate for me and really kind of shit on it. I didn't shit so, on it, but I need, so, I genuinely, like if you want that, mm -hmm. I actually need a All lot right. more time for that. Sounds It sounds silly, but. No, I get it. I um, know. And I, I hear what you're saying. So uh, problem solved. You can't say that because then it's just peg plus cat, right? Just flies in. I'm hiring um, two maids to shave each of your legs. The Handmaid's Tale. I have no idea what that is. So, like, I just referenced something I don't know anything about, um, which you probably watched the entire season of by yourself. No. <laughs> um, so, other reasons that people stop having sex is they're mad they, at each other. They hurt each other's feelings. There's resentment. They um, they feel like they're not listened to. Make fun of you on a world famous podcast. Uh, no, just kidding. Um, you don't do what you say you're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I put that into the kind of the untrustworthy camp. It's a, uh, there can be neglect of like household oh, duties. Yeah. Oh, there's an, uh, like, let's talk energy though, too. Like, man, your energy, I don't want to, I do not and do not find sexually attractive men that are like whiny babies. You start whining about stuff like, won't want to, like any vibe. Like, and I'm not, you don't do this. So I know I don't. If I'm people, about to <laughs> You're going to knock me over. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Um, but if anybody is like a whiny baby about anything, I'm talking like if you have kids, 
and it's bedtime and your husband is supposed to put the kids to bed. I'm just going to say it's a whiny husband because I think that's super, super unattractive. A whiny woman is just as unattractive, but, and they start whining, man, you have turned the brakes. You have like slammed the brakes and pulled all the emergency brakes and taken the tires off. You might as well just back up and go. Now there's a difference in whining and being like legit tired or needing a break right. or yeah. expressing needs. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't, can you not chew ice or like, I just realized that was yeah, loud, that's your real, <laughs> still doing it. Okay. It's not ASMR over here or whatever the word is. Apologies. AMSR. Never know. Um, but what other reasons are there that you can think of? I think it's just important to like have a big list to help people see that it's not as simple as high desire, low desire. Oh, let's talk about the energy for a second. Sorry. If you have a partner that's depressed, depression is, it makes me think of the story from season one of our show that Dr. Tina Shermer Sellers shared about this idea of um, that in the Bible, like the Hebrew, I can't remember what it was. It wasn't in the Bible. It was like a a Jewish mystic thing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they were saying that. um, Everybody was having crazy sex. And one of the the rabbis said, God, please take this away because nothing's getting done. Right. It's just everybody's having sex. But there was like. All these pervs be boning. No, but there was like wonderful art being created, food, music, Mm -hmm. all kinds of like wonderful life enhancing things. Right. So the story goes, the rabbi asked. God to take that away. Desire. And then boom, there was no sexual desire. The music stopped. The art stopped. The chicken stopped laying eggs. Oh, yeah. The, the chicken like, stopped laying eggs. Everything. Everything, everything like just life, stopped. Life mm-hmm. ceased, you know? And I think about it in like all the books that we read that apparently our favorite style of books were written by old dudes in the 1920s. Napoleon Hill and stuff like that. Neville Goddard and all these guys. Wallace Waddles. Yeah. They talked about like in, in Think and Grow Rich, they talk mm-hmm. about the the power of sex transmutation, which yeah. sounds crazy. It's hilarious. Which is even more hilarious because we're paying our kid $100 to read the book. And I'm like, I can't wait till he gets to that chapter. That's going to be sexual bonkers. Sexual transmutation. Right. But it talks about the sexual energy and power mm-hmm. behind that. It, I mean, okay, let's get real, people. How does life get created mm-hmm. through sex. sex? So if we think that that's just like accidental, 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 put it in Axolotl. jizz, then that's don't say that. It's so gross. Hey, you said the c word a thousand times. I can say jizz with the j a thousand times if I want to. <laughs> anyway, like to to like bring it down to something just so cheap. It's like you are here, and every single thing. Every, we can look out the studio windows mm-hmm. here. There's a lot of that, green stuff that here. That little puppy walking around came here from sex. Exactly. So just like a couple of nights ago, I was on my uh, walk and I saw like the biggest, brightest shooting star. Mm. Like it was so bright. I saw it out of the side of my eye, right? It was Wayne Dyer. That's an energy. That's a universe energy, mm-hmm. right? And so why should we think that sex energy is anything different? And right. when we try to re- repress and like, push down that Mm -hmm. then or when it's being repressed and pushed down by depression or anxiety or whatever like there's just so much to say about the energy um of how we show up for ourselves how we show up for our own bodies and how we show up for our partners that can be a reason that people don't have sex right so again this episode is going way longer than i kind of meant for it to but i want to offer you this idea of thinking more deeply about if you're struggling with this in your marriage Think more deeply about why. Like, don't just go for high desire, low desire. Don't go for 
you know, this don't, don't settle for like a, oh yeah, well, it's, it's obviously this thing. Try to go like 18 steps deeper. Quit with the beard on the microphone, please. Um, try to go a bunch of steps deeper where you're like, ask yourself the five whys, right? Like I don't have, so have you heard the five whys? Remember Simon Sinek, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. says that I don't even know. But it's like a business thing, I think. But if it's like, um, I don't want to have sex because I don't feel pretty. Okay, okay, well, why don't you feel pretty? Well, because I'm fat. Well, why do you feel fat? Well, because I eat Lay's potato chips all day long and popcorners and... Well, why do you eat those junk foods? Well, because I don't think that buying healthy groceries is... I don't think I'm supposed to have healthy groceries. They're too expensive. Then why do you think it's too expensive? Well, because that's for, like, good people and I'm a bad person. Damn it, you're good. <laughs> I like how the springs <laughs> in the microphone goes, wow. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's a that's a good exercise. Five. You just five scared wide. the. You better apologize to all of our audience for scaring the crap out of them, especially if we've got I'm headphones sorry. on. I don't think it was that loud, but I'm I'm sorry. No different than I've like yelled and slammed the table <laughs> and the thing went went laugh track. Anyway, yeah, I I think that's true. And again, like going back to the whole reason I became a psychotherapist was to look at the thing way five hundred feet below the thing mm-hmm. and then question that and. Don't buy the old bullshit answers that you've told yourself a thousand times. Now, mm, wait, you may, you wait. May, hold on. You may be saying, well, this isn't bullshit. It's trauma. Okay, wonderful. You've identified that. I was on a call earlier today. And I was like, hey, man, talking to Navy SEAL dude, right? And I was like, hey, man, what, what, are, the, what are five key? Uh, no, what are the three main takeaways from like changing your life and mm-hmm. leadership and stuff like this? Mm-hmm. You know what his number very first thing was? Mm. It's like, awareness mm. you have to be aware mm-hmm. it's like okay if i if i have a map in front of me i go oh i know how to get to seattle to omaha nebraska perfect i'll tell you but i have no idea where the hell i am right where am i going to start i might end up going east mm-hmm. which that's the complete opposite direction i should have gone west right you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. so where was i going with that oh awareness if you're like okay yeah i don't want to have sex because i have terrible trauma right okay that's an awareness point then you then what do you do you can't you can't unsee what you've seen. You can't forget like, oh yeah, I have an aversion to sex because I have trauma around it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know that for a fact. Now go get healing. Right. And I want, yeah, I want to say this too because this is what I was going to interrupt you for an, a minute ago was that I think you're really good at like digging into the thing beneath the thing. But I think where I'm really good is actually making a a, a tool or a resource to help heal that thing beneath the thing. So mm. I, it's interesting. I just... I was like, oh, we are both good at very different parts of healing and helping people right. and even in our own relationships. So like you would want sex more often, but you never, ever, ever once wrote it in our calendar. I made an entire planner for it, right? right? Like, so it's you identified a thing that you wanted that was meaningful to you. And then I made a resource for it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's important to note, but also don't only identify the thing that's wrong. So again, if you have an amazing, amazing Astrovan, if you have this amazing Astrovan that you drive and you love and you're driving your Astrovan and it breaks down and you go, oh, and you get up underneath it and you look and you go, oh, snap. The accelerometer has broken loose from the drivetrain. Number one problem with Astrovan. <laughs> if you know, that was funny. If you know that that's the problem, you don't stop there. You don't just go, oh, that darn accelerometer and the drivetrain and I simply, simply nothing I can do. You go and you get that thing fixed. And why I'm saying that is because we've seen couple after couple after couple, ourselves included at some to some degree, go, well, I can't have great sex because X, Y, and Z. 
No, you just identify the reason that it's difficult for you, but now you go and you fix it. Now you go and you heal it. So that might look like therapy. That might look like hypnotherapy. Um, what is that called? Uh, EMDR. Mm-hmm. It might look like couples coaching. It might look like joining the men's, the badass husband mastermind or the women's group coaching, which we're currently renaming. Uh, Callie wants to call it the Cooter Crew, but I just don't think we'll get signups. Marketing, Callie. Marketing. <laughs> Actually, it was Cassie's idea, which is even funnier. Oh. Um, so, you know, there are things to do. Many, 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 many things to do, but don't just stop. So like Seth says, if you're going through hell, keep on going. If you're unsatisfied with your sex life or you're like, you can see that it's a problem, don't stop there. Dig deeper. Like, look at the biopsychosocial spiritual implications, right? Then ask yourself the five whys. Like, oh, I don't want this because this. Well, why don't I want that? Well, why don't I want that? Well, why don't I want that? Like, do the work. Because again, this is all part of the divine order of love, which again is a book I'm going to write. Can't flipping wait. Anyway. It's a, all a part of it. And you can't take a piece of it. You can't take an enormous chunk out and think that you'll thrive on the other side. Just like that story Tina Shermer Sellers shared. The second they took away sexual desire, mm-hmm. the chicken stopped laying eggs. Mm. Like think about all the things that go away if sex goes away. And, and I'm t- talking about sort of the energetic energy of sex goes away. I mean, so many things. Music, like 99.99% of music is just about sex. Having sex is better for your family. Better for everything. Well, yeah, I agree with mm-hmm. that. But I'm just thinking... But not forced sex, not sex with a person who's not healed mentally or spiritually. None of that stuff. That's, we don't mean just the practice of it. Like, yeah. We don't mean that. Having healthy sex and being healthy yourself is vital for a healthy, sustainable, happy, thriving marriage. You can have all of the pieces, but you take that one out, you are not going to have a happy, healthy, thriving marriage. It'll, yeah. So. Which, I, which I am a convert to that idea. I would never have thought that a year ago even, probably. Well, maybe. Maybe like two and a half, three years ago, I would have been like, yeah, take it or leave it. What do you think about it now? I just told you. I made the planner, didn't I? You ma- Okay, here's the thing. So Mm-mm. we made the planner. I have a question. Then we'll- there, we? I'm sorry. We write stuff in the planner together. Mm-hmm. You made the planner, mm-hmm. right? Hundred percent. You made it. You made it. You made it. You made it. You made it, right? <laughs> yeah. You made the planner. We sit down on Sunday mornings mm-hmm. in the AM with our coffees. In the AMs with the coffees and write <gasps> stuff down. We need to get power couple planner mugs. I never had a conversation with you about how many times we should have sex. Right? It's two times a week. Mm-hmm. Right? I wrote that down. There was no objection from you on that. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that thinking. Well, what? Yeah, that's a good question. I didn't think about it. I just thought, oh, that's what that's what he wants. Okay. That's literally what I thought. Interesting. Because it's not a... I mean, I think this is like a whole different episode, and maybe we can record it. Hold on. Mm-hmm. If, if you would have said, hey, I want to go on two dates a week, mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, that's fine. Right. It's is because, that how you thought about it? Yeah. I mean, if that's what... That's if that, interesting. So l- look at me. You, you I have to look, look at, at you me. or the fans? Yeah. <laughs> You. Maybe, okay, that's a pre, presupposition. The listeners, I don't know if you're a fan or not. <laughs> you could be writing us all those terrible iTunes reviews. These idiots said the C word and then he said shit. <laughs> Seth listens too much. <laughs> he says, uh-huh, too much. I hate him, but he did save my marriage. But I hate him. Uh, but anyway, no, I saw that you put it down two times in the planner. I didn't even think about it. 
honestly, it did not cross my mind as that being anything weird or whatever. Like I saw, I think it's Monday and Wednesday. I think that this will help us have better sex, more quality sex, Mm -hmm. more adventurous sex, whatever that means. Like Lost City of D. You just have to get a, uh, what's oh, his name? You, you, like found, a, you found a flowy, the D. <laughs> a flowy, it's not lost. What's his name? A pirate shirt. Uh, okay, so that's interesting because I did think of that. I was like, oh, I, I slipped in two times in there. Slipped in? That's the way you think of it? No, I didn't. I didn't slip it in. I just was, I, I barely even thought about it. I was like, that sounds like a great number. Right. right. It sounds healthy. Yes. It sounds fine. Mm-hmm. Some people we know like have sex every day mm-hmm. almost, right? And other people we know it's like once a month or once every two months or mm-hmm. three months or even less than that. So Right. And hmm. yeah, and that's the, the I gauge it on health. What does this look like from a health perspective? It's a sexometer. <laughs> oh gosh. Like a barometer. That's kind of funny. Um, but anyway. Bonometer. I <laughs> I hope this has been helpful. I really encourage you to don't take high desire, low desire for the answer. Don't take, Oh yeah. you know, don't just, well, I'm a lady and he's a dude, so it's this. Like, dig deeper. This is... Here, can I say something? Sorry, course. I know we're trying to wrap up, but I thought of this earlier. And there are so many armchair therapists, armchair diagnoses back there. You know, mm-hmm. like an armchair quarterback? Mm-hmm. You can watch the game and armchair you're a recliner. captain? Yeah, an armchair captain or whatever. You know, it's like, oh, I should have passed it there. It's like, well, you're sitting on your ass drinking five beers and right. not playing football, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we can diagnose ourselves or others, anything from Instagram to Facebook to reading books and stuff like this. And there's two ways it can go. One is like, finally, I'm not crazy for this. Mm-hmm. My What I've been thinking and feeling and doing other people do. So in therapy, we call that normalization, right? So that's that's good. It's like, oh, I'm not alone on this. I mm-hmm. don't feel bonkers on mm-hmm. this, right? But then if you use that and go, it's like it's like saying, oh man, I, uh, I feel terrible all the time. My stomach's messed up all the time. Um, what is this? You go on WebMD and find out that you have IBS, right? Mm-hmm. And then you join a community that, you know, IBS. You're like, oh, finally, I'm not alone. There's other people here. And then you go, Okay, I'm not doing anything right. to prevent it or to improve my condition or to change. Mm-hmm. I'll just sit here and be happy and commiserate with other people who have the shits all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making fun of IBS, but I guess I just did. So sorry. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So you can read a book like Nagoski or whatever. You can listen to our podcast or whatever, eight zillion other podcasts, but we're the number one marriage podcast, by the way. No, we're not, but we want to be. We're going to be. And go, oh, see, Melanie doesn't like sex. Melanie's a woman too. Right. And that's your ticket to not have sex again, you know? Right. Or I can, and geez, we all do this. I'm not saying that we don't even do this, I can read something and go, see, Melanie's an XYZ and this and this mm-hmm. and this. And other women think this way. Why not? Ugh. You know? And then what does that do? That like, it keeps you stuck. Right. Just like finding out, oh, I have IBS. I'm talking to other people who have IBS. Okay, I feel a little bit better, but I still have all the symptoms of IBS. Oh, what do you do? Change your complete diet. Change mm-hmm. your complete exercise. Go get surgery or whatever it is to treat IBS. You can do these things, right? So if you look at the, uh, it's called the N number, 
like the sample size, if you look at most people, sex one time or another is, has been enjoyable mm-hmm. like for the most population. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's safe to say that like, it's like a bell curve, right? It's like, okay, most people are way up here. Most people. Sometimes there's outliers. Oh, I've been down here. I've been over here. But on the whole, a healthy, uh, balanced, well-adapted uh, person falls on this line here. So Our light's been backwards the whole time. I just noticed that too. Uh, most people are here, right? So that doesn't mean, oh, never get there. No, you can strive to get there, right? If you're fat, lose 20 pounds, right? Just don't stay there because everybody else is around you. You know what I'm saying? If you're not having sex, do something different about it. Mm-hmm. Do something right. different. I mean, in the end of the day, it's like strive for health and well-being in all things all the time. Biopsychosocial spirituals, not just insects. But again, I think so many people like a grasshopper think that <laughs> so many people think that sex for some reason is not a part of that biopsychosocial spiritual um, well-being world. That's why Tina actually says biopsychosocial spiritual sexual, but that's like 200 words and it's just too many words. But um, I just really encourage you that if it's something that you're struggling with, figure it out. Also, we didn't say this, but I want to say it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people don't have sex in their relationship because they're like being, they're cheating or they're being um, nefarious. They're being bad online, looking at things, talking to people they shouldn't be talking to. Mm-hmm. If you're doing that, fix that problem. Go get therapy, fix the problem. I just thought of that as I was saying Which that. oftentimes most people are doing that to mask another not, thing. Not a, feel yeah. what they're feeling. It's not just like, oh, I think this thing is fun. It's usually like five different things backwards or 15. Mm-hmm. They could trace those things back and then you'll heal. I, and I want to encourage you as we wrap up, like it's my mission. I was talking to Seth about this a, a while ago. My mission is to be healthier every single day in all areas, all the time. So it's not like, I'm just healthy in these little spurts of trying to be healthy. Like I'm trying to like be healthier all the time in all of the ways. And you can do that too. Like it's not some sort of weird, special fun. Have uh, other people in the world done it? Oh yeah. Oh heck yeah. People do it. Oh yeah. People have good sex. They used to hate sex, but now they have balanced, Mm -hmm. healthy sex lives. People can be healed. People People are. People have done that. Mm -hmm. You're saying. Okay. I am saying that. And you're just making sure that the precedent has been set. It's not beyond your reach. You're not the first person to heal and change your sex life. And here's the thing that I love saying. If you don't do it, another couple will do it. And you'll be staring at them going, see, I wish I had what they had. They worked for it. Work for it. Boom. Don't just wish. You don't, you don't, uh, what does Joyce Meyer always say? You don't get something wishing. You don't get this by wishing. She talks about that all the time on her podcast. Anyway, love you guys. Hope this is helpful. If you want to hear more Stuff like this almost said jeep. If you want to hear more stuff like this, what? go to patreon.com forward slash anatomy of us. Wrong. What? Us. I think it's us. I don't know. It's, go sorry. to our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash us. Shit. It's not that. Why'd you correct me with the wrong thing? I'm sorry. I, you know what? That's a different URL. That's betterhelp.com forward slash us. Okay. If you need therapy after listening to this podcast. <laughs> Go to betterhelp.com forward slash us. Sorry, my love. No, you're I, fine. That was my mistake. It's all right. Patreon.com forward slash anatomy of us. Yes. Thank you. All right. We love you. Have a wonderful day. Talk to you later. Go heal. Be healed. Like an air fart. All right. Okay. Reva's going to fire us. Okay. All right. Talk to you bye. later. Bye. Thanks for listening to Anatomy of Us. 
This podcast is produced by my mom, Melanie Studley, and hosted by my dad, Seth Studley. Our show is edited and published by our producer, Reva Hansen, from Creative Media Support. Special thanks to our Patreon members that get an extra episode every week. Thanks for watching. Love you. Bye. Bye.